Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus. Um, a lot of you may know me from the NRL Supercoach, you know, part of the game, which I play, you know, as my number one sort of fantasy sports comp. Um, but I also play Big Bash as well. Um, I play AFL as well, but I stink at that because I'm not a huge AFL fan. Sorry, guys. But um, Big Bash, you know, I'm going to be doing some content this year uh, in relation to Big Bash. Um, look, I came 45th overall last year. I'm hoping to go a little better this year. Um, and look, my podcast is going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a little bit of col- column A, a little bit of column B. I'm going to talk a bit of strategy and then I'm going to talk a little bit of schedule, a little bit of the nuts and bolts, you know, the information um you know three round averages and um all that sort of stuff as well but there are some great resources out there for you know all the data type um people that love to get that sort of content um you know the big bash the the big bash super coach uh, official side is a really good one actually i like the team in there with tim mitchell and uh his guests they're really knowledgeable on um cricket and big bash rules and strategy you know they're really good all-rounders so i'd encourage you to listen to them if you want to succeed in the big bash uh super coach comp um you know the sc playbook now i follow them uh, and subscribe to them for uh, my nrl and they're also doing some big bash content as well uh and i'm a big lover of the old ex super coach experience team on all of the uh socials twitter instagram and facebook they'll be doing some content this year on big bash as well um i'll get some guests on because i i find that when i play super coach um i like to listen to a lot of different podcasts you know i like to um everybody has their own strengths and they have um their own way of looking at the game and that's why i get some guests on to just bounce ideas off them on players and schedule and all that sort of stuff um we'll get those as we sort of go through the teams and the um the people that stand out to us as buys to sort of start the year um we'll you know we'll we'll go from there as we get more information obviously the big bash um is going to start in december the, the game itself uh time of my recording hasn't actually launched yet um but i'll just talk through the basics of the big bash super coach comp um and rules uh as i know it right now now obviously in my podcast it's just going to be my opinions um i'm not sponsored by anyone so you know if anyone knows me from my nrl podcast i'll swear occasionally you know and i'll you know, give a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory every now and then. Um, I'll have a little bit of fun on my podcast. I do game shows and all sorts. But, you know, I think that the advice that I'm going to give is is going to probably center more about strategy. Um, and um, in Supergo Chatter, sort of win your head-to-head or move up the ladder. I'll probably want to run a cashy as well. You know, the Adrianosaurus cashy where I might do, you know, a $50 entry, you know, where... Um, we get ourselves up to a league and, you know, give half the prize money to the league head-to-head winner and half the prize money to the overall winner. Um, and we'll do a show sort of, you know, uh, the thing about Big Bash is that the rounds sort of, they can end anywhere and then the new round can start anywhere. So it's really hard to do a weekly podcast uh, and land it correctly to give give you punters out there advice on what to do round-to-round. Um, now, my theory on how I'm going to go about my podcasting is that I'll aim for loosely to do it once a week, but um, I'll try to make it so that I 
jump in and do something that allows for uh, you know some information in the lead into the next round that's starting i might do a podcast where i cover the the upcoming round and the next uh round which is going to hit midweek and what i think we should do there because look when we play super coach um very rarely are we ever just thinking about the week ahead you know anyone who plays super coach and plays it well or was played for years and years knows that you've got to think you know especially with games like big bash where there's buys um you've got to be thinking weeks ahead you know so it's really quite uh, often that you're putting your team together in week one, knowing what you're going to do in week two and three. So podcasting in that sense, I think we can cover this round and, and the upcoming round. But we'll make sure that uh, when we're going into each round, you've got my opinions or my thoughts on what we should do um, for our teams to succeed. Um, Big Bash. So it's going to launch in December. Um, looks like we're going to have 17 rounds of play. You get $2 million to play with. This is all the basics. Um, look, you get two substitutions in your batting and bowling positions, and that's going to be really key when we cover the strategies of what I think is going to um, give you a chance to, you know, really nail it in BBL Super Coach. Using of your bench is key. I think that the BBL game is more like AFL um, in the way that you can get a look at your um, bench emergencies. Um, NRL games not played like that. You know, if you have. Uh, um, you know, a reserve or an emergency player on your bench, you can have four of those. Um, if a player doesn't play in your starting lineup or if you've got a non-player, you just get your lowest score out of all of your reserves. Now, that's different, obviously, in the BBL because you can select in each position, um, you know, your emergency. And if you've got a non-player um, on your starting lineup, you will get that emergency. So you can really use that to your advantage um, and sort of get a second bite at the cherry, get a look at scores, um, and if your emergency who you've got a reserve on absolutely rips heads, um, you can, you know, you can use that score in your, in your team. So, um, you know, I think that that's one of the huge keys, but we'll cover that when we get into it. Um, look, the basics are $2 million. Um, you know, your substitutes, are two for your batters and bowls, one for your wicket keeper. Um, you're going to have a squad of 16 players, um, for each round. You've got seven batters, you've got two keepers and you've got seven bowlers. Um, you know, you can pick the players from uh, any team, obviously. And, you know, I think as a general rule in most Supercoach um, games, it's it pays to have uh, a good spreading, you know, of, of teams. Because obviously, you know, in cricket, um, you know, it's you want to take top order batsmen, you know, and, and leading bowlers, um, you know, for your team. So... The best way to do that is to spread your team with, you know, multiple, uh, your your team with multiple um, franchises. Um, th- look, the the simple things about the, um, you know, the scoring, um, batters are going to get a point a run. They're going to get 10 points for a half century. They're going to get 20 points for a century, um, minus two points if they're dismissed for a duck. You know, your players who can go big and they can go big fast uh, are often, you know, the leading scorers in BBL Supercoach, you know, Stoinis, um, your Darcy Shorts, your Liam Livingstons, you know, those guys up the top who can get half centuries and centuries, um, you know, are the ones that are going to bank your points. Um, you know, players like Livingston, when they come off, you know, they can get centuries or 50s, you know, on the regular, um, you know, and, you, you know, they do it in quick rate. 
as well, which is key. You know, you've got these batsmen getting bonuses, in putting it in very simple terms. Um, you know, the ones that score at a great strike rate are the ones that are going to get your bonus points. Um, you get 25 points if there's a strike rate of 160 plus. You know, someone like Stoinis, you know, they get hundreds or all 50 plus, as high 50s, you know, in past um, BBLs quite regularly. Um, you know, but they sort of, he, he starts off slow, uh, and sort of builds his run rate, you know, as he goes along, whereas someone like Livingston just goes from ball one, you know, and Max Bryant, for instance, doesn't get a lot of fifties, but he goes at and gets, you know, if he can get past 20 runs, um, you know, he gets that strike rate bonus, you know, so those are the people that are gold. The ones that can go for big scores are the ones that go fast, um, you know, are like diamonds, you know, in big bash. Um, so you get 20 points if your strike rate's 100, and, you know, 150 to 159. But the, look, the basics of it is that you get bonus points uh, when your strike rate, you know, goes high um, if you get 20 plus runs. So you, it gives you an idea of who you want to target, you know. Um, for the bowling, 20 points per wicket. You know, that's why Rashid Khan, you know, is your, is your man, you know, um, because those wicket takers, you get 20 points bonus um, if they take a wicket um, and they get a 10 points uh, bonus if they take three wickets in a match, you know, and players like him, um, you know, a, a regular wicket takers. Um, 15 points for a maiden over. Doesn't happen as often as you <laughs> you think in the old big bash. Um, one point per dot ball um, and minus one for for an extra uh, conceded. Um, you know, with the bowler, much like strike rates, you get twenty five points if the economy rate is four uh, runs per over or less. Um, twenty points if there it's four point oh one to five runs per over. You know, so basically, in very simple terms, you know, the better the economy rate, the better the bonus. Um, you know, fielding players get 10 points per catch, um, 20 points if they get a run out, you know, that can actually have a, you know, those close in fielders, you know, the gun fielders like Maxwell and stuff, you, you know, you're bound to get, um, some sort of run out or something in the, in the, in the course of the year. Um, 15 points for a stumping as well. So keepers who are good at that, get, get that 15 point bonus. Um, your captain gets double points. If you don't, run your captain um or it's a non-playing you will get your vice captain so you can vc loop as well you know if you're using it as a strategy um you know to get a look at your vc to see how well they score um and then obviously put your captain on a uh, on a non-playing reserve to get the vice captain score otherwise you can just if they stink it up you can put it on a captain um <clears throat> here are my team's well, my my big bash super coach keys my points that i think are important for you to succeed in the big bash now i hope that my very basic explanation this is an introduction these are for players who don't haven't played big bash a lot before that want to know the basics <laughs> so obviously my my podcast is going to become a little more informative and a little bit more strategy and player types they're going to go through the squads and who I think are targets and stuff but this is a very intro one where I'm going very quickly over the basics of big bash uh, super coach um look the number one thing about big bash um, super coach for me is the, is the schedule um if you follow any of the people that i've mentioned you know um you know the official super coach big bash uh the playbook you know the sc experience me um the honeyball bbl um they'll post the schedule the schedule is key because one of the things that you play 
uh, with in Big Bash is double game weeks and buys. You know, those um, are some of the big things you've got to navigate to be successful at the Big Bash. Um, which teams, in, t- in round one, there's a team playing two games. You know, so if you're picking a player, if you're choosing between Marcus Stoinis and Darcy Short, for instance, if Stoinis is on the double game, you know, you're going to want him in there to, for two bites at the cherry. You know, and looking at your schedule and knowing um, which teams are on double game week, which ones are the next double game weeks, which ones are on buys, you know, it'll help you to work out your strategy of who you need to buy um, to get in for double game weeks and who you need to sell because they've got a buy coming up. You know, um, you need to look weeks ahead in, in the Big Bash because you, a lot of people, they're like, oh, damn, I sold that player from, you know, the strikers and I didn't realize that the strikers, the week after I sold, you know, Alex Carey, they had the double game week the week after. You know, so uh, the schedule and knowing you know, I print it out, I have it up so I know, you know, in week one I'm targeting, you know, Brisbane Heat players, you know, and then after that week, in week two I can sell Brisbane Heat players because they don't get their another double game week until end of the tournament, you know, so looking at the schedule is going to be key for you to work out what you've got to do um, when it comes to building your team. Um the rounds will start and end all over the place. You know, that makes it hard for podcasting. Um, but a lot of people muck up, you know, when they're not aware of when the round is ending and when the lockout is and when the next round starts. Sometimes it's a Tuesday, sometimes it's a Wednesday. You know, the schedule is, if you play Big Bash, you've got to be someone who watches, you know, a lot of Big Bash. And then you've got to know or put alarms on your phone or whatever when the round's ending um, so that you know when round finishes and the next round starts because it is a little bit all over the place. Um, look, double game weeks uh, are the make or break. Um, and a me- I think a, a measured slash aggressive approach is the way to go. I mean, some people, I see these teams playing Big Bash Super Coach that they load up on double game week players, you know, eight, nine double week game players, but they're just looking at it too short term. They're looking at that week and yeah, they have their eight or nine players that do great that week, but they can't move those eight players, you know, um, you know, they're out to get the next, you know, double game week players and the double game week players the week after. Um, You've got to have a measured approach to your double game week players because if you overload and you load up too much, it means that you can't move them. It's it's a it's a well you know it's a it's a, mo- a machine, the old BBL Super Coach. So and you know you target the right amount. Sometimes it's like six, you know, or whatever, or seven, and then you you might be moving two of those seven out the next week, and then two of those five the week after. You know, so you can't overload on double week game weeks. Um, but I think an aggressive approach is okay, you know, but you, you really have to be someone that's on top of your schedule and know, you know, those people who have the double game weeks and then, you know, the next week they, they can't, they forget to move on those seven. They get stuck in these game weeks where they can't even fill the full team. Um, but target the double game weeks, look at the upcoming schedule, which will tell you, you know, who, which double game weeks players you need now and in the upcoming weeks, you know, schedule will show you who you need to sell and who you've got to get in next for double game weeks. So you really have to stay on top of the double game weeks and buys, you know. Um, the bench looping is a move that you need to know, you know. So 
to explain it to those people who may not be aware, you know, the bench looping is a way that you can um, get a look and give yourself a chance at a great score, but not, um, you know, be get the consequences of a bad score. Um, you know, so you've got your, your seven batters, you've got your seven bowlers, and you've got your, um, your, your two keepers. Um, you can use your um, bench emergency to your advantage. Now, I'll explain how we do that. All right, so you got your five starting, you know, batters for the round. They're the people that are going to score for you uh, in in that round. Uh, and on your bench, you've got two batters. All right, so the VC loop is just nice and simple. If you've got a non-playing batter in your um, on your bench and you've got a playing, you know, batter with the reserve emergency on them in your team and they're playing before any of the players that are in your five starting team, uh, you can get a look at that um, reserved emergency batter on your bench. You know, so I'll give you an, an example. Just say I've got um, Josh Inglis on the bench uh, with the emergency reserve on him. He's playing in the first game, uh, and I've got you know Moses Hen Moses Enriques, who I'm not hugely confident about, but you know I am going to have him in my starting lineup because he plays second. Inglis goes out and he has a shit game, you know, so he has a shit game, He's he stays in an emergency and then I'm going to just ride it and I'm going to get Moses Enrique's score. Um, what you can do instead if Inglis comes off, Inglis goes out and bashes a century and gets 100 points. Now he's on my bench with an emergency on it, so I'm not going to get his score, am I, if Moses Enrique's plays, but I've got a non-playing reserve who, you know, is in a later game on my in my bench and I can bring him in for Moses Enriques and obviously he's a non-player um, he's going to go and not play the game and then I'll get Inglis's huge score you know who's got the reserved uh, on it he's got the emergency on him so that's how I'll that's how the loop works in a real simple sense you can do the same with your bowlers and your batters and if you've got a reserve um keeper on your bench like i i run it with inglis you can even do it with your keepers where if you get a great score out of your bench emergency that you've selected um you can bring it into your you can bring a non-player into your starting lineup uh and get the good score um you know so basically it means that you can you get a look you get a look at what they're going to do and if they have a wow of a game um you can get their score um that's how you work the VC loop. Um, the things that you need to know is that all-rounders are the stuff that you want, you know. But to me, it's genuine all-rounders. Um, you know, there's players in our game that are just, they're golden. You know, like uh, last year, we we it's we suffered, Stoinis was an absolute bloody gun, a weapon, you know. But he didn't bowl sort of much at all, I don't think, until the end of the tournament. But... You know, in the past, it'd be Stoinis opening the batting and being very successful at it, mind you. So he's that's that's bread and butter. That's scoring, uh, and he'd bowl an overall too. You know, and he's he's he can get a wicket as well. You know, and um, that's the sort of stuff you want in an all rounder. Mitch Marsh, um, he always bowls, and and you know, in recent years, he's been batting a little higher. Um, one thing that I failed to mention is that you should know international schedule, you know, so Mitch Marsh is firming, you know, to get some, you know, Australian duties and, you know, players like Travis Head and stuff. So you'll, you need to keep your ear to the floor to know which players are going to actually be available for the Big Bash. Um, but 
all-rounders, you know, like someone like Darcy Short, who's been leading run scorer um, in the Big Bash, you know, number of years. Uh, he's a real handy bowler, you know. <laughs> he's a handy leg leg spin bowler. He's a wicket taker. Um, I think that if he can get his batting, you know, uh, in order, he, he's, a, he's a fabulous all-rounder. Glenn Maxwell, we all know he loves a bowl. Maxi, one of the things that I worry about Maxi is that he bats him, being a captain, he plays like a captain and bats himself lower down the order. But in a real simple sense, the opening batters who bowl a couple are absolute gold. You know, and even these bowlers that bowl four overs and then come in at five, you know, you if you can target genuine great um, you know, all-rounders, um, you get two bites at the cherry every game. You know, and when you go and watch Darcy Short, I mean, so many times last year, well, at least a few times, Darcy Short went out and got a duck or, you know, a shit score in batting, but went and took like three wickets. It's like he, and, you know, and, and a catch or something, and then ended up in a quite a respectable score. Um, he's a competitor, and, and, and those all-rounders, uh, if one of their components of their game fail, you get a chance again and still a good score out of them. So, um, you know, while you want to target these batters, um, you know, Liam, Liam Livingston's a, a he, he'll be he'll go down as an all rounder because he bowls, but it's very unlikely that he's ever going to bowl. You know, um, so he's a batter. You know, and he's a risky batter because he throws the bloody kitchen sink at it. <laughs> you know, um, but keep your eye out for the for the all rounders. There's some really good ones in there. Um, you know, if Travis Head didn't get into international duties, I love him as a as a as an all rounder. He, he's quite a tidy bowler. Um, he's the captain and he bats himself, you know, high, you know, sometimes first drop, sometimes open. We'll have to see how the squads all land out, but target those um, double game, oh, sorry, the, the double um, skill set players, the all-rounders. Um, you know, I'm happy sometimes if there was a genuine, like Dan Christian and, and all of them, the price is right, um, you know, and they're in double game weeks, um, those, those, any of those, I'll have a whole team of the um, all-rounders if I can. Um, you can't have too many, you know, if they're genuine, good all around us. Um, you know, so yeah, that's what I've put down as notes. If they bowl four and they bat top three, they are absolutely double ticks. Uh, if they bowl a couple of op- overs in their openers, that's a tick, you know. If they bowl four and bat at five, you know, um, ticks, you know, so look for those players. Um, you know, the ones that are going to tempt you are the ones that um, bat at a huge strike rate, you know, they're very hit and miss, you know, those type of players, your Jason Roy's, your Livingston's, um, your Inglis, um, you know, uh, all of those guys, you know, your, your Lynn, even who, who bats up high, he, 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 if, when he comes off, we all know he's amazing and what he scores, and um, just because of the clip he goes at, but, um, you know, those, they can be risky because they can get out for low scores. A lot of people pick a player like Lynn and have him as their reserve on the bench with the emergency on him, get a look at him because he is very hit and miss, and then bring him in for the loop, um, you know, if he comes off. Um, that's a strategy. Um, you know, your um, bowlers, you want them to, um, you know, be power play, you know, bowl, bowl when, when, yeah, at the right times in the game, at the death and uh, in the power play. Um, the ones that get economy bonuses and, and they, you know, like Richardson, Jai, Jai Richardson, he, he's, a, he's good for economy and wickets. Um, you know, we, we mentioned, uh, what's his name from the Strikers? 
Rashid, you know, he's great for that sort of stuff, and usually he's one of the highest owned every year. Um, the weather plays a part. Um, so many times you get muffed by, you know, weather. But when, you, when you're when you playing Big Bash and you're looking at double week games, sometimes last year we'd have a double week game that got washed out and you, your team's loaded up with all these players from double game week players you know so you really need to keep eyes on the weather it's summer in australia um so it rains a lot and a lot of games get affected by the rain and you know it can really derail um your big bash season so you know those we put them in a nutshell it's picking the right players i think targeting double game weeks but not overdoing it doing it aggressive uh knowing your schedule uh weeks ahead you know print it out and know your weeks ahead know which players are going to be affected by internationals um because they're not gonna if you get a a player who's going to go off on international duty um you know maybe there's a choice between a and b player you know maybe it's you got to go for b because they're not going to be affected by internationals um, target the people that are wicket takers or, or economy bowlers try to take people who either strike rate bonus or they're all genuine all-rounders batting high and, and bowling some overs to give you a second chance um, at the uh, scores uh, and look at the weather um, because you know sometimes it pays to hold your trades if if game say one or two or whatever looks like it could be weather affected you know some players i know in i know in nrl super coach we say hold your trades as long as you can um because especially in a game that is affected by weather um that could be all the difference in the week to have a successful week when or everyone else jumped the gun and did their trades early um, if you don't need, a, if the player that you're bringing in doesn't play till game four and you're trading him for a person who's playing game five for the week, you know, hold your trade as long as you can and do your trade before, you know, that game gets locked out as late as you can because that allows you to maybe sometimes um, work on the run when it when you're affected by weather in, in uh, earlier games. Um, look, the Big Bash should be exciting this year. I don't think there's going to be as many internationals, um, obviously with COVID um, and border restrictions and, and stuff. Um, you know, I think there's been floated that there's going to be some rule changes. I don't know how much that's going to affect the game. I think in a very basic sense, the way I've explained it um, is is it's going to make you successful at um, the Big Bash Super Coach. Uh, I think... Um, that's that's pretty much it for me for an initial podcast uh, on the very basics of bbl super coach follow me uh on twitter at uh sc adrianosaurus uh you can find me on facebook at uh super coach by adrianosaurus uh and uh on instagram at at uh, sc adrianosaurus um you know, I talk NRL, I talk Big Bash, I talk a little bit of you know NRL and cricket as well. You know, just in, you know, not not Big Bash or no, you're not Super Coach terms. Um, but follow me on there, and I'll be doing content uh, regularly throughout the season. Uh, and like I said, listen to those other um, you know outlets that are great. You know, for Big Bash, Big Bash is is a Super Coach is a game that you've got to have your wits about you, and you've got to sort of stick with it. You've got to be someone who likes to um 
watch the games, you know, so that you can adapt on the live. <laughs> you know, those rain games get wrecked and, you know, you can happen really quickly, you know, and sometimes you might have your bench reserve, you know, selected emergency who goes off in a game, but the player that you need to substitute out and put your non-playing reserve into your, your starting team, they might be playing the next game, you know, so you've got to really be switched on. You've got to know your schedule in the up, uh, upcoming weeks. You've got to know when the buys are on and when the double game weeks are on, you know, so it's a game that requires you, your wits to be about you and you've got to be plugged in for the whole year uh, to succeed. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, just an intro one. We're obviously going to get more in depth as we go along, but I just thought I might as well do a, an intro one for those who maybe never played Big Bash before uh, in Supercoach, who maybe um, you know are thinking about playing it uh, or have not been successful. You might be uh, someone who's finishes in the ten thousands, you know. So I hope to give you tips that are going to make you finish top thousand, you know. But whatever. You know, I'm just going to start with a nice intro one. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give me some feedback on the old potty, you know, on the Twitter or whatever, if you'd like anything else or things for me to discuss. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. One thing you'll learn is that I sing my way out of my podcast. I love to sing. So how exciting. The Big Bash. We're going to play it. And hopefully you play with Adrianosaurus. Thanks for listening. Bring on the big bash. Thanks, guys.